0: Buddy. Hello, my name is Cass, I am Alex, and this month we are, oh god I burped, I oh, it's a nightmare, <laughs> fuck, 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 cut it, cut it, uh, this month we are talking about Paranoia Agent directed by Kon and produced by Madhouse. Alex, did you like this show? So, <sighs> I'm
1: glad you asked. So this this we always ask this question but it's the, the stakes are a little higher this time. are they? <laughs> they are because we have watched 4 out of 5 of I guess Satoshi this Kahn's this will
0: decide whether the Satoshi Khan is good or bad.
1: Major works. He uh he produced five major works in his tragically short life. Uh, two of two of them that we have watched so far are good. Uh, millennium actress and per- uh, perfect blue uh i would argue that Perfect Blue might be the best anime film ever made i think
0: you can make a very reasonable case for that
1: uh t- the other two he made um paprika and tokyo godfathers are quite bad
0: they're pure ass um
1: so this is the tiebreaker I and did
0: read, so I was in, I was. this podcast is a little bit late because of the holidays, because I was traveling to visit my family for Christmas, and I was in New York, and I visited the Strand bookstore, and I went to the manga section at the Strand bookstore, and they were selling a copy of Satoshi Kon's final manga, Opus, which he made back in the 90s, uh, and I finished reading that. It is also quite good. Oh, excellent.
1: Uh, yeah, I haven't read any of his uh, manga.
0: Yeah, that was the first first manga of his that I'd read, and it you can definitely tell it's him.
1: Yeah, excellent. So I am glad to report that Paranoia Agent is good.
0: Paranoia Agent, good. The thing is, I've talked to a couple people about Paranoia Agent uh, since finishing watching it, and have I've been like, we ha- I haven't talked like too deeply about it, but I've been like, yeah, it's good. The thing is, I don't really know why it's good. I don't really. I I have no concept of what the show is about or why I like it.
1: <laughs> I have I I have an I have an idea of, of what I think it's about, um, and like I, which mostly kind of congealed in the last three episodes, um,
0: and I think like, I, I'm I'm curious what you think about the ending because the ending kind of soured me a little bit on the show. Really, uh, I really liked it. I really I, I I thought it was a little a little gross um not in the fat just because there was slime everywhere um
1: interesting all right well we'll we'll um i'm yeah i'm curious what made you think that um,
0: um so yes yeah. so god how the fuck are we going to summarize this show it It. it's it yeah it I mean, defies I was reading, it defies summary
1: i was reading a little um interview with him and yeah he was saying that like he got the opportunity to make a uh like a a series, which he hadn't done before. Um, this was one of his last works. After that, after this was um, Paprika. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, he made the he made that little one minute short. Yes, uh, Ohio. Good morning. um But then he died in two thousand nine. Yeah. Was it two thousand nine or two thousand ten? I want to say. Um. So yeah. So so he he got he had made he'd only made feature films previously and he got the opportunity to make a, a series and so uh yeah by his own admission like a lot of like stuff in this was originally kind of ideas that he couldn't fit into his previous work. it does
0: feel like that like this show does feel like a collection of ideas that he had um uh, yeah but it like it congeals in a way that is remarkable
1: it, it does it does yeah like the first um couple episodes are kind of we each each focuses on a different individual or set of individuals uh and then there's a bizarre section in the middle uh where we get a couple of episodes that are just kind of almost completely it seems feels like isolated from the rest uh there was like the Shirobako episode <laughs> yeah <laughs> i want to call um but yeah but then then the end like um we return to kind of the the original like story if you can call it that uh and everything comes together yeah it has a
0: very like for something that was made for television it has a very feeling like it was adapted from a manga because it just sort of like Mm. goes off and just like keeps like going into directions yeah
1: yeah yeah you know
0: like it like and it doesn't feel like it like it feels very serialized despite the fact that it was obviously plotted out before they started animating it right Um, right so yeah, so in yeah, our they're... first, our fr- the first character that we meet in our first episode is uh, Tsukikasagi, uh, who is, she's like, she works as a character designer for like a sort of Sanrio-esque company. Uh, yeah, I don't think they ever get a name, uh, the company that she works for, but they're, they're mm-hmm. basically mm-hmm. Sanrio. Um, and she has made, she has made an incredibly popular pink dog character called Maromi, um, but she has been struggling to follow up her, her success and create another create another character that's just as successful. Um, and her co-workers are starting to think she's full of shit and her boss is very exasperated with her.
1: <laughs> like, yeah, Tsukiko is, like, she's such a funny, like, an interesting protagonist. She's yeah. just like this, she's like, the, she, I, I mean, the best wor- word I can tr- describe, her with is like woman child she's just kind of like very like odd quiet kind of like she feels very much like she doesn't understand or really want to understand much that's going on around her uh in it's interesting that you describe her as the protagonist
0: because like i like i honestly I do, I get why you describe her as the protagonist, (laughs) because she's the first character we're introduced to, and it's her sort of arc that ties up the whole thing, but I, near the end of the show, I started feeling like Ikari, the older detective, was actually the protagonist.
1: That's a good point, yeah, calling her the protagonist is a bit, like, yeah, there isn't like a a single protagonist. Yeah, it's very, Um,
0: it's very challenging. I feel like Ikari is more, like, he has more plot agency than he, Sagi yeah, does, he, and
1: he definitely has a more kind of traditional art.
0: Yeah, in um, terms of
1: his character's development.
0: Yeah, and and, and Sagi, uh, like she has, I think, I she has like the final agency that like wraps up the plot, I believe. Um, but everything leading up to that is basically Ikari or other characters pushing her along. And like the, the other interesting thing about her is that she's like she's very much the character the whole plot revolves around, but she has very very few lines um she speaks very infrequently um she's often being spoken to by other characters but she very infrequently gets a chance to talk and she often just like doesn't want to talk um so it's a she's very interesting as a as a protagonist because you you get so little insight into what she's thinking um so yes so she uh is on her way home from work And she comes across this, this old elderly homeless woman who's rummaging through trash and finds her, finds her unnerving for some reason. Um, And then when she, she's like crossing through a parking lot um, and like despairing over the fact that she, she'll never be able to design a character better than this, this dog. Uh,
1: (laughs) God, we've, we, just a couple of months ago, we watched um, Madoka and (laughs) Kube is this creepy little cat in yeah. that show, and Maromi has similar kind of like uncanny yeah. uh, vibes. Um, and I think, yeah, it's it's entirely intentional, entirely appropriate as we as we find out. Yeah, so something off about his cuteness. So she is attacked
0: in this parking lot by what appears to be an elementary schooler on roller skates. Um, so the this this character that they refer to they they refer to him in the subtitles that I had so in Japanese they refer to him as shonen bato, which means like bat boy or like a boy with a bat. Um, bat boy, you can't call him bat boy because that means something else to an English speaker.
1: Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I just remembered that just now. <laughs> yes, you can't. Like, you
0: can't call him
1: bat boy. <laughs> when I when I, when, I, when I was watching it, I was like, okay, like shonen bat, I'll, like i know what that means but like if you want to properly localize it you should probably uh change it something else yeah so i believe um, yeah
0: the the subtitles that we both had called him sh- subtitled it as shown in bat i believe the official subtitles subtitled it as little slugger which i think is Lil
1: a little slugger i think it's a
0: better translation
1: uh i mean it's, it's like i get it and it's 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 just a little, it just feels a little goofy. It's a little, it's a little too punchy, I
0: think. Like, Shonen Bato is not, like, a particularly punchy thing to call a serial uh, assaulter, I guess. Yeah, uh, I guess,
1: it might be, it just might be, like, the use of Lil yeah. uh, in, in localization never quite seems to feel right to me. It doesn't,
0: no, yeah, like, like, using the English, I guess... Because the the Japanese word for a bat, like a baseball bat, is bato. Like, they wouldn't
1: use, there's yeah. no Japanese word for that. So, like. Yeah, that's why, that's why it's, so it's, it's not... a shame that bat, that it's a shame that bat boy isn't available. Yes, you can't call him it, bat boy. Because <laughs> it does, it does work, it has a punchy alliteration, but there is such a thing as a bat boy. Yes. Uh, in, in the world of, of, um. Newspaper tabloids. <laughs> and baseball.
0: Oh, you were thinking of the baseball one. Yeah, I was thinking of the. Wait. I was thinking of Bad Boy from Weekly World News.
1: Oh fuck, I forgot about him. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's the bad oh, boy shit. that everybody knows.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, is is it like in baseball? Don't is yes, it, what, they call a ball boy.
0: No. Uh, they have them bad boys. They call they usually call them bats persons and ball ball persons. There, there's two separate jobs.
1: There's two separate jobs. Cause, oh, cause, and now they have been now they have been. Uh, Degendered. It, they did become woke
0: yeah they've gotten woke so yeah like the bat so like the bat boy is the guy who brings the bat back to the dugout when you after the right. when you hit the ball and then the ball and boy brings new balls to the pitcher Got it got it, got it. Uh, anyway uh so yes you can't call him bat boy so they call him shonen bat and I will be calling him shonen bat uh for for the duration of this podcast because that's what the subtitles call him but yeah so so they uh so yeah, so she gets interrogated in the hospital the next day by these two detectives who uh are like totally super sure that she's lying about being assaulted. Classic Well, the
1: younger one isn't isn't entirely sure. Yeah. Uh the older one Ikari.
0: Yeah, the old guy. He, yeah.
1: Uh Maniwa is the younger. Yeah, Maniwa, yeah. Uh and he yeah, he tries to be more kind of uh, It's a classic
0: good cop, bad cop.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so so yeah, so she's being kind of doing her we doing her usual kind of um <laughs> saying shtick would be mean. <laughs> um She she's she's being kind of
0: evasive, but that's just sh- who she is.
1: Yeah, it, yeah, like it at least the older one I reads her as being evasive and uh recalcitrant but she's just like that's just how she is. Uh, and then she kind of yeah, ends up drawing this kind of silhouette of a kid with a bat and describes his the golden the golden bat and the golden uh skates. Yeah. And so that's what the description that the um that kind of enters the public consciousness.
0: Yeah. And then we also meet Kawazu, who is just like a dirtbag scumbag oh, reporter. God. He reminds me the guy he reminds me of is actually the character of Ushikawa from the, uh, Haruki Murakami novels 1Q84 and the Wind Up Bird Chronicle. Those novels are not related, but he shows up in both of them, and, uh, (laughs) he gets described, God, I should try to find this, but, like, I'll, I'll never be able to find it, but, like, he gets described, like, each time he shows up, Murakami devotes, like, an entire page to, like, detailed descriptions of how unpleasant he is. (laughs) Just like, just like a whole page of just roasting this dude, of just like, just like making fun of how his clothes don't fit and his weird bald spot. It's very good, Uh, and that's what this guy reminds me of. Uh, Yeah.
1: So this this guy is not only like, he's just he yeah he's just the worst. He's He's a scumbag, and a creep. He yeah. We first meet him in the hospital where he he apparently hit an old man yes. <laughs> in his car uh, and is supposed to be paying the hospital bills but um, is either either doesn't or claims he doesn't have any money until he gets paid for his next article. Yeah
0: and he says like oh it's that, actually that guy's It's I'm the victim here for hitting him.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's such a piece of shit. He's the
0: biggest scumbag <laughs> in the universe.
1: Um. Uh, uh,
0: uh, also, we see. I don't know if we also saw this at the beginning. No, we don't see this at the beginning of the episode. But we also see like this weird old man who's like writing a bunch of nonsense in the parking lot with chalk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that doesn't that doesn't ever at any point make sense. Actually, um, um,
1: that is the, it's the same guy,
0: isn't it? I know it is the same guy. That just doesn't me- they show me the uh, person who it is, and then I'm like, oh, okay,
1: okay. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. So yeah, the recurring is a recurring like. Thing of of this of the old dude. Um, At the end of every writing, episode, he also writing, shows
0: up in a suit on the moon and gives you a cryptic plot summary of the next episode.
1: Right. Um, so yeah, he, he he's writing these uh these completely incoherent like chalk equations. Um, yeah, it's like a
0: mixture of numbers and Latin letters and Chinese characters and Hiragana and Katakana. Like it's 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 just nonsense. Um, so yeah, so then Kawazu, like, is, like, harassing, uh, Tsukiko, and just, like, keeps following her around, and, like, they have, they have, like, lunch at a cafe. Oh, he, he
1: (laughs) right, he, he he figures, he figures out, because he's at the hospital, um, getting yelled at by the son of the, of the old man who he hit, and then he sees the detectives leaving, and, um, figures out what they're here for, um. And then starts, yeah, then starts following Tsukiko around to try and get the scoop.
0: Um, yeah, also, so, so yeah, he, he start he goes to a number of places to get the scoop. I forget why, he goes to the library and talks to some children about this, and then in order to bribe them, he shows them how to look up pornography on the computer.
1: <laughs> God, right! Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah, I think he's just, I think he's there to To look her up on the internet, yeah, uh, and then the ki- yeah, and then I think he like he the, he he bribes them the he bribes to- them
0: like away from the computer so he can use it, and yeah. then he's like, yeah. "No, come yeah. and take a look at this," yeah. and then it's just like <laughs> a super slow dial up loading of a pornographic <laughs> image. But yeah and then Kawazu like starts following her around and like she's walking home in the evening and he's following her and she she starts running away from him uh and he keeps following her and then eventually he gets jumped by uh Shonen Bat.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh and that's how the episode ends.
1: And then well he comes over and says hello to uh Tsukiko. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's a really funny bit, yeah, in the in, like in the middle when they're when like the the news media is covering Shonen Bat. They have like interviews with like these kids, uh, and they talk about like the difference between the virtual world and the real world, and how this kid is a symptom of of our society and uh, <laughs> the breakdown of it. And the, this little this little this little like junior high schooler is like, "Keep the violence in video games." <laughs> <laughs> this like a also... little this one of the little like future pundit.
0: Yeah. Uh Kazu also like takes takes uh Tsukiko out to like lunch at a cafe. And then he's like oh, yeah. just like in with increasing lasciviousness attempting to convince her to like grant him an exclusive interview and thinks that he's going to seal the deal by putting a cherry stem in his mouth and tying it with his tongue god
1: he's such
0: a creep such a creep why did you think that would work dude (laughs) um so yes so then in the next episode we meet uh ichi uh who's a guy uh he's 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 a scumbag he's a fucking he's a fucking piece of shit.
1: He's a young Republican. He's a
0: young, up-and-coming Republican. Um, he's the next Prime Minister of Japan. Um, yeah, he's, he's like a, a a popular, he's, he's in sixth grade, and he's good at everything. Uh, and he's perfect and amazing, and he, his parents are rich, and he gets good grades, and everybody likes him. Um except he sucks except yeah he sucks he's a big piece of shit (laughs) he's like he's like really smug about all of it too um yeah like and and so he uh he has one problem which is that he goes around wearing a red hat and golden roller skates that look a lot like shonen bats uh and so people start he's running for like class president or whatever the fuck and people start like defacing his posters uh to like draw like shonen bat stuff on him and 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 make fun of him and but and over time he comes to believe based on no evidence that this guy named Ishiyama uh who's another kid in his class who's also running for president uh is uh responsible for this and this is the first time i think ever that Satoshi Kon has written a fat character who is sympathetic.
1: Damn, he might be right.
0: Like this is this is the if you if you haven't listened to our other Kon episodes, a recurring theme of Kon's work is that he fucking hates fat people. He hates fat people so much. Um and this is the first time where the person who is making fun of somebody for being fat is unambiguously portrayed as being a huge asshole. So like that's what I call character growth. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's 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 kind of the the most kind of glaring issue with Satoshi Kon's work yeah. is his kind of really nasty treatment of fat of characters
0: yeah he sees it's real fucking gross and mean and it sucks um but this this guy Uchiyama did absolutely nothing wrong and Ichi is just like just like going on these like horrible rants uh, about, it. it reminds me of, uh, his, like, complaints about this remind me of, uh, fucking what's his name in the Spike Lee film, uh, uh, 25th Hour, uh, which has a protagonist played, I believe, by Edward Norton, uh, who, uh, frequently will go off on, like, long monologue rants. Uh in a very similar style to to this.
1: <laughs> yeah, I have a, I have a screenshot where, where Ichi's just like, everyone is manipulated by the media. How idiotic. It's <laughs> like, wow, this sixth grader is our last defense against the woke mob.
0: <laughs> um so yeah, so he's he's really, really mad, and so he uh goes out behind he like uh he goes out, he like takes Ushiyama behind the school. And is like, and like, like invites him, invites him back behind the school under the pretext of like, hey, let's hang out behind the school where nobody can see. Uh, and, uh, then starts like, like screaming at him, like, you have, you motherfucker, you piece of shit. You know, I hate you. You're a fucking weasel and you're disgusting and I hate you. And you're, you're responsible for all of my suffering. Um, and then Ushiyama is like, I don't know what to do to make you stop doing this. Um, (laughs) He doesn't even know what he's
1: talking about. Yeah, he literally has
0: no idea what the fuck he's talking about. He was under no impression that that there was any sort of problem. And so then um, they go back to class, and then everybody gets a message on their cell phones featuring a picture that was taken from a distance uh, of Ichi beating up Ushiyama and yelling at him.
1: Uh, Did we ever figure out who took that picture? I don't think so. Okay. Because, yeah, I thought it would it would become like clear but i don't know if it was yeah it's it's very weird
0: yeah i don't know i don't know how it's like there's clearly somebody who's bullying ichi and i don't know if we ever learn who it is um because i don't i don't know if it's relevant Uh, Right. but yeah like uh uh and then ushiyama like when everybody receives the text messages ushiyama like stands up and goes to the teacher and be like hey somebody's bullying ichi like being the goody two-shoes that he is is like hey like this isn't cool like i know he just screamed at me in an alley but i'm not going to stand for this kind of harassment uh, yeah
1: Ush- he's 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 uh just decent to a fault yeah
0: and this this obviously makes ichi so fucking angry like the fact <laughs> that that ushiyama is coming to his defense after this
1: that he ha- that he has to be that he, yeah that that he has to rely on this kids uh, goodness
0: yeah um and then uh we also get some sequences where the detectives like question uh tsuki uh tsukiko again uh and she she's like standing there holding maromi and is like and and the detectives are like losing their minds and start asking the dog questions <laughs> um and then, um, yeah, so so then uh, Ushiyama and Ichi are walking home from school at some distance from each other, uh, and Ichi's, like, sitting there and being like, oh, I, I wish he would get attacked by Shonen Bat. Like, he, he, his his logic in this moment is 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 so galaxy-brained, because he, like, well, obviously, obviously the thing to say is, if he were attacked by Shonen Bat, then Ichi would be the number one suspect because everybody knows that he hates him but he has this like secondary delusion that ah he'll be attacked and then i'll catch shonen bat and then i'll be a hero and the cops will interview me about like how how i caught shonen bat um and
1: why at this time at this point is carrying like a fake palm tree
0: i don't remember why (laughs) okay (laughs) me neither you know. and it
1: keeps it keeps showing up in various like sixth graders love to have complexes. They they do have random fixations, uh. Uh, and so
0: oh yeah, because yeah. lit- they were walking down the street <laughs> together, and each you literally asked, "Why is this pig carrying a palm tree?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> the question, yeah, we all want to know what to deal with the palm. Tree um,
0: is. so I I think it is just a non sequitur. Uh, okay. and then. Little Slugger shows up and attacks Ushiyama, and then Ichi chases after Little Slugger and can't catch up to him, and then Little Slugger comes up behind him and whacks him, too.
1: Does he whack him in the same time? I thought he whacked him, like, after... uh... It's
0: after a, a brief period of time. Um, but it's, it's right, it's right around, it's, it, the, the plot synopsis on Wikipedia says uh, Ushiyama attempts to confront Yuichi, who just gets angrier, hoping Ushiyama will be the next victim. Almost immediately, is attacked for real. Eventually, Yuichi goes insane yeah. with egopathic, ecopathic, egopathic delusions of reclaiming his fame before being attacked by a little slugger himself.
1: Right. Like, I feel, that, I think he stops going to school, and there's that, there's, there's a sequence where he's basically, like oh
0: yeah yeah he's hallucinating and like yeah he's he's because halluci- like he goes to his his birthday party happens and nobody comes to his birthday party uh, oh right and except,
1: he, except the right the... yes
0: and then he goes yes and then he's he's in his bedroom and his mom wants to let wants him to go to school and is like trying to open the door and the door's right. locked and then like the whole world goes all wobbly and he like goes inside and everything's drawn in a different art style yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and then
1: and that's where he gets whacked yes
0: yes and then he gets whacked
1: um, and so yeah so he so yeah the, the the birthday party is really funny because like uh yeah, he had he had he, he was so popular he had dreamed of everyone coming and the grad student who tutors him who he has a crush on being there. Uh and it's only her and his mom <laughs> who end up showing up because everyone thinks he's a fucking serial it's bonker. The- <laughs>
0: This episode is so, like, I do, like, this kid is a little shit, but it does feel, like, weirdly sadistic about somebody who is, like, 12 years old.
1: Uh, yeah, like, <laughs> they real they really pulled the punch they, on, like, on this they, kid. They, like,
0: fucking, like, Cohen Brothers, like, a serious man, this guy. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, straight up, they just ruin his, they that's, just ruined his that's, life.
1: That's That's such an apt comparison. <laughs> oh, good lord. Um, but yeah, the, the grad student, Harumi, is the subject of the next episode. Oh,
0: I didn't put that together. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Um, yes. I, I, I saw them saying that they were connected, but I didn't, I, I wasn't able to keep track of how, um, but yes. Okay. So yes, uh, Tono, uh, so she, we, we, the first thing that we see in this, in this episode is, uh, her having sex with this like otaku guy. Cause we had, we just had to have, we had, we had an episode where a fat character was sympathetic. So now we have to have a fat character who's really gross and can't have sex unless he's looking at his anime figurines. Because um, Satoshi uh, Kon uh, is a scumbag.
1: At this point, we don't know this is Harumi. Um, yes, yeah.
0: We just see this like hot goth lady uh, who is having sex with a guy who can't have sex unless his anime figurines are watching him. Uh, And then immediately, when when sex is completed, turns around and congratulates all of his anime figurines and how good of a job they did. Uh, Well, yeah,
1: they. I mean, I I just imagine having your sex scored out of ten by anime figurines. (laughs) Uh, I I I just imagine them holding up little little um the Olympic
0: scoring cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, So then, uh, yeah, our girl uh, pieces out. gets a voicemail from a woman who asks how long she's going to be doing this um which we assume means prostitution um but what it actually means when she gets home is how long she's going to be um existing because uh this is Harumi in or it's her kind of other self.
0: Yeah, she has she has associative identity disorder and her her second personality is a, a hot goth sex worker.
1: Uh, and she's so, yeah, mad she, about she, this
0: for some reason.
1: <laughs> yeah Maria is way cooler than Harumi Maria is. is
0: so much cooler than Harumi. Harumi's like, God. I just want to get married to this random old guy who works at the university that I work at. Oh, yeah, it's her thesis supervisor.
1: Yeah, it's her yeah. fucking thesis advisor. Yeah, it's her fucking thesis
0: advisor. Um, She's like, I want to get married to my thesis advisor who's a weird old guy just to spite the way cooler person who lives inside of me.
1: But, yeah, so, th- yeah, this episode is, is like, really re- well done and kind of, yeah. it, it feels very Like, um, Perfect Blue. Yes. In how it, how it fucks with, like, like, um, point of view and the the character. Yeah, there's
0: a lot of really cool, like, edits in this where, like, you go from where, like, you like lose time because, like, one character or another character like isn't perceiving it because, like, that's not the identity that's fronting. Um, and then so like you cut to like the future and then like something has happened and you have to like piece it back together. Yeah, it's very, it's a lot like Perfect Blue uh in, in that way. It's a very it's a very it's con kind of plot.
1: Yeah. And so we yeah, kind of we 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 learn kind of the that kind of that this is going on because she has a psychiatrist who basically uh relays messages between herself. <laughs> uh and uh, yeah he, at one point he tells her that Maria has realized that her existence is disappearing little by little um and that Uh, If you, Harumi, would realize who you are, she'd be very happy. Um, And then immediately after that, uh, Harumi accepts an offer of marriage from her her supervisor. (laughs) And I'm like, girl, when Maria said, find where you belong, I don't think.
0: Yeah, she's just trying to like.
1: She she meant.
0: Yeah, she's just trying to like stomp out this part of herself that she hates by accepting a marriage proposal from like the first man who looks at her um it's very it's a very unusual behavior uh but she's very upset about this for some reason um
1: yeah i mean i think like, so mad yeah, about how sure. cool she is <laughs> yeah I, I, like her i guess her kind of core issue is just um wanting some sort of stability yeah and like Maria represents everything like that's not kind of safe. Yeah, she desperately
0: wants to be the kind of like she wants to conform to society's expectations and she has this part of herself that is like, fuck that. What if I yeah. had sex which with a guy, guy who couldn't finish unless he was looking at his anime figurines?
1: <laughs> yeah, which is why she literally becomes the Joker. Yeah, she
0: <laughs> <was> literally <laughs> become the Joker.
1: Uh but yeah so so things finally come to a, come to a head like she she throws out all of maria's stuff yeah uh when she when at she's first she like puts re- it all
0: into a suitcase and then she wakes up one day and finds that it's all been unpacked and hung up again
1: oh right and then right, i think
0: right. she finds a voice message on her voicemail that's like do you really why would you do that that's so rude
1: <laughs> yeah 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 so yeah so and then she b- gets ready to move in with uh her fiance and yeah decides to scorched earth it and uh throws out yeah and then she, yeah she goes to stuff.
0: the dump throws it out and then right as she's about to drive away her personality changes back and then she has to go look for the clothes again <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah uh and then yeah things get increasingly out of hand um i don't remember <laughs> the, the the exact chronology because all i wrote after this was fight club uh There's an incredible scene in um, the film. Well, there's a film version of Fight Club. The book isn't actually any good. Uh, This is one of the few cases where the film adaptation is much better than the original source material. Um, But there's a great scene where uh, Tyler Durden is fighting himself. uh, And so you kind of, he thinks he's fighting someone else, but it's actually just one of his his, his aspect of his personality, and so then, like the second time they show that scene, it's just like him punching himself in the face. And there's 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 a there's a bit very much like that here where yeah, um, Harumi like. Think she's fighting Maria, but it's just
0: yeah, her. yeah. Things escalate where like <laughs> kicking Mar- her own ass. Maria, like Harumi, calls like the the s- escort agency that she works for, and it's like, hey, I'm never coming in again, fuck you. And then you know the next and then like the next evening, she gets a call from the escort agency. And is like, hey, are you working tonight? I thought you were working tonight. And she was like, I just I called you and telling you that I that I was quitting. And it was like, oh well, you called us again and said you changed your mind. You know, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and so it just sort of escalates. She does a lot of like modeling stuff and takes a lot of like sex pictures and stuff like that and it just sort of escalates until the point where they're, they're she's fist fighting with herself in the street and gets attacked by a little
1: slugger right some also wearing joker makeup yes
0: <laughs> yeah she's wearing joker makeup at this point don't not sure why uh, yeah she's become the joker her personalities have merged into the joker and then she gets beat up
1: but yeah like as a standalone episode this might be my favorite it's one, really great like like yeah it's really good like her character is really interesting it has one of the greatest gifts in anime of when maria first gets home and kind of collapses onto the couch and gets all i watch i watched this whole Uh, show
0: on an airplane and i was really worried about this because like i watched the first half of the show on my flight to new york and i watched the the rest of the show on my flight back and the front half of this show has a lot of like front-loaded boobs where there's like uh, there's this episode and then there's like the porn stuff in the previous episode. I was like, God, everybody's gonna think it. I'm a fucking pervert on this plane. <laughs> it's critically acclaimed animation by one of anime's <laughs> greatest directors. I'm not a freak. I promise. <laughs> Nobody cared. And then I, I one of the other books that i got at the the other book that i got at the strand was uh junji ito's adaptation of no longer human by osama dazai which is a book that i've recommended on this podcast before the adaptation is really really phenomenal and junji ito is on a mission to prove that sex is the grossest thing in the universe there are a lot of very explicit very gross sex scenes like ima- imagine a sex scene drawn in junji Ito's style and you yeah it's like that and so imagine turning to a page with just like that on the full page while you're <laughs> sitting on an airplane.
1: Oh well, yeah, that's 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 living dangerous. Yeah, my like, God, uh, I didn't know I was gonna be like that going in. Any Ito on the plane seems like a dangerous proposition. Well, there's
0: no there's no pervert shit in Uzumaki. There's just like a weird slug man that <laughs> like another guy eats the slug. <laughs> and like that it's gross but it's only gross if you know the full context like just looking at a page from uzumaki it's like whatever
1: all right, all right. Uh, um but let's see let's see um so yes yeah, so then yeah, next let's, we let's see i i i ended this I, my notes on this episode with all caps the little creep is the murderer uh and i'm not sure what i meant by that the little creep uh, I, is the murderer. L- the little creep, I meant Maromi. Oh, um, you figured it out. Well, I think that's actually not true in the end. Um, but I forget what prompted me to write that. Um, yeah, I don't remember. It's, pro- it's probably not important. Uh, uh,
0: but yes. Uh, so yeah, and the next episode focuses on the cop whose favorite prostitute was Maria. Yeah. Um, So it's this cop. Uh, he's, he's a... Uh, just a low he's just a regular ass cop he's he's a corrupt cop uh he works with the yakuza he's in deep shit with the yakuza uh and he loves he loves maria um yeah
1: um yeah we said that we said that scumbag reporter was like the worst this guy actually ends up being a a worse person uh, what does he do after this Uh, he's the one who Installs a camera to spy on his own daughter Oh, that
0: guy, yes, he's the fucking worst
1: Yeah, this this, this, this is the same Okay, yeah, same guy, okay Uh, We'll get there uh,
0: Uh, So
1: yeah, so yeah uh, Warning for that
0: Yes, content warning for The worst shit um, so, yes, so, uh, so, yeah, so, uh, Masami is his name, and he, he's in deep shit with the, uh, uh, the Yakuza, who, uh, ask him, like, hey, can you give, they're, they demand increasingly absurd amounts of money from him. Uh, yeah, so
1: he he's, he'd been kind of, um, so, yeah, he had been kind of working with the Yakuza to do, like, usual cop liaison things, but, but demanding increasing amounts of money for it. Uh so that he could buy a house um but also just case he's like a, a greedy little fucker uh and so i i think one of the yeah one of the yakuza higher ups finally gets fed up with him and his bullshit and decides to take the money back
0: yeah so uh he see so yeah so this 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 escalates uh the amount of money that is being demanded keeps keeps escalating and and masami uh you know eventually has to like stop building the house um uh because he uh and 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 you know he's so desperate to 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 make ends meet that he starts uh he starts robbing banks and robbing houses uh he puts on a like a ski mask and he goes around he breaks in people's houses
1: i thought it was a a, a, like a luchador mask i don't think
0: it's a luchador mask
1: okay um but yeah he goes around on on a bike and this like tracks like it's like pink. Oh yeah, it is it. a luchador mask <laughs> Uh like bonking old ladies on the head and taking their taking their money. Yeah, he
0: breaks into some old people's houses and and then he takes their money demands they call him Daddy. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, and then he gets attacked. Uh he's like after uh after this, this burglary where he it says to call him Daddy and then their daughter walks in, uh he's walking around later. Uh and he's attacked by Lil Slugger. Um, uh, and then unlike everybody else, he's fine afterwards and it's like, Hey, why the fuck did you do that?
1: <laughs> his his skull is just too thick.
0: Yeah. Uh and... and
1: yeah. So yeah, so like you get the usual kind of wind up, like the sound design is a great is great in this show. Yeah. Like when you, you get this kind of this music and the sound of the skates coming up that swells and swells and swells right before a person gets attacked. And this time it goes <laughs> Bonk, and then he's like OW! What the fuck? Why did you do that? And then just, just like chucks a brick at, at the kid. Yeah, he's starts like beating
0: the shit out of him in the street and arrests him. Um yeah. Uh and so then little 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 slugger has been has been apprehended. It's episode four. Where is it gonna go from here? Uh, so episode four Oh, but is a a straight up just full Dragon Quest parody um, sure. is what this episode is. Um, so they so the detectives start interrogating this kid. He uh, turns out he's an eighth grader, not an elementary schooler uh, and he admits that he committed all of the attacks, but he's also deluded himself into thinking that he's the protagonist of Dragon Quest and that he is uh, on an adventure to defeat to, to defeat evil and that when he hits people with his bat he's saving them from being possessed by golma uh, <laughs> and he tells he retells all of this uh story through his like dragon quest perspective and like it's very good this whole bit reminds me of millennium actress actually Um, uh where like like maniwa like gets sucked in he like takes a role in this in the as like you know in the party and then ikari is just like sort of disgruntledly following them around being like what is going on
1: yeah so so yeah maniwa suits up in like his his wizard robes yeah he puts on Uh, his robe
0: and wizard hat
1: (laughs) and yeah ikari refuses and is just uh smoking next to a talking frog like what the fuck am i doing here
0: yeah uh so we see all of these characters and we get retold the the entire the entire story and the sequence of events that led to the present attack however this sequence of events does not include the attack on tsukiko um and so they're and and so they're like huh this guy doesn't remember attacking her so he must be a copycat or something. Um, so, but they, but he points them in the direction of the other witness to the attack, which would have been the old lady, um, oh. uh, who was the old homeless lady who was there. Um, and so they go in search of her because she has been, been no show at her shelter for like the, like she lived in the area, but she hasn't been around since the attack. So they're like, huh. Um, so they go and question this old lady. Uh, and Ikari gets very, very mad at her because she just keeps telling uh, stories about her grandkids uh, the entire time. Yeah. And then uh, Ikari, like, grabs her shoulders and shakes her a bunch and is like, what did you see? What did you see? Um, And she says that nobody was there besides Tsukiko that she saw the whole attack and that Tsukiko was alone. And so at this point, Ikari and Maniwa are pretty much convinced that she made up the attack, um, for, and, and present her with a version of her having made up the attack by which like, uh, is like, oh, you were under a lot of pressure at work. And like, you just wanted to be attacked by a street assailant. That would have solved all of your problems, which doesn't make any sense at all, but is exactly the sort of thing that a cop would believe. Um, And then, while they're interrogating her, she is like punched by an unseen force. Uh, uh,
1: she, yeah, she gets shunned and battered out of nowhere. Out of
0: nowhere, nobody else sees anything, but she, she is she is knocked out by an, an unseen assailant uh, in the interrogation room. Uh, so, simultaneously, and this is where the content warning stuff comes in. Uh,
1: we, yeah, we get. Um a new a new a character, character. taiko
0: and this is where like the chronology of all of this stuff cuz i like is
1: it becomes it
0: becomes very complicated a lot of stuff is happening at the same time um uh, yeah. and it's some of it is a flashback and some of it is stuff that's happening now and some of it is stuff that's happening it, it it's very yeah it's it's all very satoshi kon uh is what it is so taiko is she's a a teenage runaway Um, and she's, she's running away from her family, um, and her dad is Masami, um, and so they have just moved into the house that, that he had built for them, and we did, we, we, uh, and he, she, she, like, goes home after school, one day, and her friends are like, hey, you want to go do karaoke? And she, 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 like, loves her dad. So she's like, oh, no, I have, it's my dad's birthday. Well, she says it's a special day, but it's her dad's birthday. She goes home, and she, like, sets his desktop background to, like, a special birthday image. And then discovers on his computer that he has a bunch of photos of her undressing in her bedroom. And that he has planted a secret camera behind her bookshelf in order to spy on her naked um and then she destroys she like knocks over all the furniture and runs out of the apartment or runs out of the house Um
1: and so let's see
0: and then she's attacked and then like this is like intercut with like the her contemporary runaway scene where she's being talking her dad keeps calling her on the phone and she's talking to her to her dad on the phone Um and you know, she, she she's talking about how she wants to destroy everything and then she gets attacked by a little slugger and when she wakes up in the hospital after that attack, uh, her dad is like, well, well, our house is destroyed by the storm, so I guess you got what you wanted. Uh, and she says she creepily laughs and asks him like, hey, real quick question, who are you?
1: right so that's the end of episode six yeah uh my notes are a little sketchy on uh on what on did what happens in six and seven yeah
0: and then seven is where so basically like the thing about the taiko attack is that it happens while tsukiko is in questioning and kozuka is in questioning so both of them are kozuka is the the kid who thinks he's in dragon quest so they're like oh, oh right. shit Neither of these people can be a Little Slugger. There must be some other one because, like these right. these guys have right, right. explanations for what has happened. But like, we need to figure out like where this is, Who who is do Who did that attack? Because clearly we don't have all the people who are perpetrating these attacks. Um,
1: and so yeah. So this is where kind of uh, Maniwa, the younger detective, yeah. starts starts getting a conspiracy brain. Yes, and he starts imagining some sort of. Uh, yeah,
0: so he notices that the connection between all of these victims is that they all were like pushed into a corner. You know, all of these people were like in situations where they felt that they had no escape. Um,
1: right. Tsukiko was was under increasing pressure at work to like replicate her success and prove that she wasn't a kind of a a one time um, success. Uh, and yeah, and, I, and you you mentioned earlier kind of her running away from the old lady and like. I think anxiety under capitalism is kind of a, a minor theme in this or a major theme, but um, I guess, and so um, seeing, yes, yeah, see, seeing someone who is lower in um, kind of the, the class hierarchy than her is, I, I, I feel, I feel like that's kind of why it, that was placed there. Her, her, yeah. her running away. Yeah. From I guess openly. like a
0: number of characters face like, like they lose their jobs or they face pressure at their jobs that make them feel like they're going to lose their jobs and like there's there or like you know so like uh what's his the cop like he's in with the yakuza and stuff and like you know the the detectives like they both lose their jobs a little bit later you know and like a lot of these characters are in situations that that are very unstable and like there's like a whole episode is devoted to like in the instability of uh Ikari's like family situation. Um, you know, so like I, I hadn't thought about it that way, but yeah, I think you're right.
1: Uh and so yeah, so that's what that was that was what Tsukiko's uh kind of corner was. And then uh the uh, Ichi was just kind of faced with losing kind of all his his whole he was social he was life. getting
0: middle school a serious man. <laughs>
1: Yeah, um, Maria was yeah kind of losing the stability she'd been seeking her whole life. Uh, the the creep cop was losing kind of the house he was trying to build, uh, buy, and kind of his yeah his whole financial situation. And so yeah, so money was like okay. So there's something going on here. People when they are driven into corners, somehow they they call out to Shonen Bat and and uh he's one person yet he's not and he can be in any place at, at any time and ikari is just like what the fuck are you talking about
0: um but then uh so yeah and Ik- ikari is like you should probably you should probably take some time off man you're, you're <laughs> going through a lot um but then they go to go check on kozuka and he has been killed in his cell by another little slugger who phases through the wall and escapes (laughs)
1: yeah uh and yeah and they they both they both seem to see this this little slugger chase after him and and then he's gone uh but the the kid is undeniably dead yeah and as a result of a suspect dying in custody uh they are both both detectives are sacked
0: yes but that happens later, because what happens in episode eight is entirely unrelated.
1: And now for something completely different. And now different. for something
0: completely different. So this this episode is in- amazing. Uh, this
1: is, yeah, this is so wild. This is so
0: weird and funny in a way that, like, it, it's such a sh- bizarre concept. So what this, so basically three people meet up in the street, and they're all, they're all, like, basically, like, there used to be – on, on Usenet, there was an, a news group called Alt Suicide Holiday that was a bunch of people – that was, like – it wasn't, like, exactly, like, a suicide-packed forum, but it was people who were suicidal discuss, – like, discussing suicide in a way that was not uh, psychologist-approved, shall we say. Uh, and these guys are basically, like, those guys – uh, and they formed a suicide pact on the internet and so these two guys show up there's an old man named Fuyobachi and like a younger guy named zebra and then there's a third person shows up this this woman named kamome that they've been speaking to on the internet for months and it turns out she's like a nine-year-old girl
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah and they both just they both are like oh fuck we
0: can't do that
1: yeah yeah so uh, so the first the first like 5 minutes of them running away from her yeah. t- trying to shake her off so that they can go through with their their uh, suicide without her and her just chasing after them yeah and then it's-
0: they eventually they go into an abandoned house and try to gas themselves with carbon monoxide which is a bad way to kill yourself by the way you get really bad headaches and throw up it's not good if you've ever like left a stove burner on for too long it's like that but for several hours um don't do that um so they're trying to gas themselves with carbon monoxide uh and um and and then she shows up and they're like oh my god fine okay you can stay here uh and then the house that they're in is demolished
1: by a construction crew (laughs) It, yeah, just it's just one of the walls is just pulled down. Yeah, <laughs> they're all just like lying there on the ground.
0: Yeah, and they're like, "Well, shit!" And so that, and every time they go to try a new method, like it flashes back to them talking on the forums about like you know different possible ways to kill yourself, and then they they go down to the to the subway and, and they go to jump in front of a train, <laughs> and then another guy jumps in front of the train first. Um, and they they look down at him and they're like, "Huh, it's not a." pretty way to go is it (laughs) and then then he fucking gets up he gets up and walks
1: away (laughs) he's like ow that fucking hurt and just staggers off bleeding profusely (laughs) they just turn to watch him and just like oh oh
0: and then they're like okay well uh let's take a train ride so they all have like
1: a normal train, right? Yeah. So they
0: all go get on and get on a train, and then they have they have a fantastic time, and they go out into the countryside.
1: Yeah, because the, I mean, the little girl like hasn't like gotten out to do much, and so like this whole outing is just like she's having the time of her life. Yes. Uh, like hanging like her her home life kind of sucks, and so like she's hanging out with these two internet friends, just like. Going into the country, like just doing shit, taking a day off, like, and and they, and the whole time they're trying to figure out how to stop her from killing herself.
0: Yeah, uh, and and so they they go out into into the countryside and they climb up a mountain and they try to hang themselves from a tree, but uh, Kamome gets too excited and starts jumping up and down uh, on the pile of rocks that they've they've put together to stand on, and uh, the the branch breaks um
1: and they all roll they down, all the down a
0: hill um uh, and
1: then yeah like there's this this, this scene is yeah the, then yeah the the way it shifts from like black comedy to kind of like actually like kind of really moving little scenes is incredible like at this point the old man um is like he's he, he he tries to get zebra to be quiet hoping that she'll kind of go off and not not follow them to their to their early grave um and then but then she starts crying because she's been left all alone in in like in the fucking middle of nowhere yeah uh and like yeah like they realize what they can't abandon this girl uh and that like all she really needs is like friends
0: yeah and then we also we also see the inside of Zebra, he like wears a locket around his neck, and it's revealed that inside of his locket is a picture of him and another man in like a romantic relationship. Oh, um, God. Uh, so yeah. So then they 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 go de- they go back for Kamome, and they're like, okay, fine. Uh And then they go and they stay at like a like a ryokan, uh, and
1: and then showed Oh fuck, I forgot. It. Shonen Bat shows up. Yes, and so like up until now every time like he shows up it's people who have been kind of driven to a corner and like it's this kind of like hor- like horrid um sap- music and like shows up and then he appears here and like fuck yes Shonen bats here he's going to come kill us and they're so excited they freak Shonen Bat the fuck out and he he runs away and they start chasing after him. Yeah,
0: it's really good. It's gone. This whole episode is so
1: good. It's so, it's so funny. Because, um, like yeah, are you really driven into the corner if you kind of like if you if you want to be there? Uh and but then yeah, they chase him out into the into the street and then and then lose him. Um and and then here's where things yeah chronology gets a little wonky again uh, at some point it's daytime and they're in like a, the parking lot of a convenience store yeah i think this is just Has like anything happened in between that
0: i think it's just later the same day okay uh,
1: cuz it looks like it, it switches from like evening to morning uh did they go i guess they went back into the yeah. inn and stayed the night uh but the old man starts having having a normal one what exactly... Do, like, I had a hard time figuring out what was going on there.
0: Um, I don't have a screenshot of it, and the plot synopsis does not explain it. Uh, it does point out that he notices that the three of them don't cast shadows. Oh. Um, weird. And then... So I, I believe... Because this this squares with uh what happens a little bit later, which is that they are walking down the street, and they come across a group of girls uh, who are, like, taking a picture in the street, uh, and Mm -hmm. they, like, pose behind them, and then all the girls look at the camera, and they're horrified by what they saw because they didn't notice them, like, coming up. Like, they didn't notice, like, they were getting their picture taken, and it, it didn't, they didn't, she didn't notice that, like, there were these people behind them, and then they looked at the camera, and they saw something in the camera that scared the shit out of them.
1: Got it, got it, got it, got it uh and then well that that puts a darker spin on things yes all
0: of these all three of these people are already dead for some reason um and then for some reason after at the end of this i <laughs> it,
1: i was i was gonna ask this too
0: it zooms really close in onto a uh a condom vending machine
1: yeah so like they're 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 walking through the city again holding hands singing a song and then yeah they pass the camera and it just like yeah, it zooms in on a on a on a condom dispenser,
0: and I don't, I I can't, I could not tell you why.
1: Uh,
0: yeah, is it, is is Satoshi Kone like a hardcore Catholic? Maybe these are the, the spirits of of people who who were prevented from being conceived by the use of condoms.
1: Oh wow,
0: I don't think yeah, that's the case. That's
1: an interesting. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I think
0: don't so. think Satoshi Kone is a trad calf. <laughs> Uh, it's, so yeah, so yeah that one- if you know what the fuck that's about, write in.
1: <laughs> Email us at animatedjurks at gmail.com. Uh, if you know, subject line condoms.
0: Subject line Satoshi Kon Tradcalf.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so we have time for at least one more uh, kind of deranged episode. Before we get yes. back to our so episode
0: uh, ten or episode nine, no, we get two more deranged episodes. Hell yeah! Uh, episode nine is a bunch of housewives standing in the like garden area of their apartment complex and trading increasingly absurd stories about Shonen Bat. Uh, <laughs> so
1: yeah, so so yeah, there's th- there are four of them. Three of them are kind of like old like a little older yeah and they've been living there for a while and the new one is a younger woman who just moved there and is is trying to kind of work her way into the, yeah. the housewife hierarchy uh and and she starts trying to tell her own stories <laughs> they all fucking suck
0: yeah. <laughs> well, like, so yeah, they t- the first the the first story that they tell us about is like, oh, do you want to know how this 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 kid who like lives in this apartment complex died? And like, he had failed his like college entrance exams multiple times, and then he goes, he's been studying like super hardcore, and he goes into the college entrance exams, and then he like sneezes out a math equation, and then goes into the into the bathroom and actively, like sneezes and coughs and barfs up all of the math that he's memorized. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, uh, opens the, and then opens the stall door and gets, and gets killed by a little slugger. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, so all the stories are like ridiculous and wildly, obviously untrue. Um, but like, the ones that the the older women are telling are at least funny
0: <laughs> yeah the second the uh, second story is of like a young woman who's like stuck at home with her terrible mother-in-law and then like oh, the, the husband th- is gonna yeah. come and then like they will think the husband is gonna come home and then there's like a knock at the door and like the, the mother-in-law like they both race to the door to open it first and the mother-in-law gets there yeah. first and then is killed by a little slugger
1: <laughs> yeah they've been they've been like increasingly at like at odds uh, the, the, the wife and the mother-in-law, and, the, and it, it almost goes to violence, and then, and then, yeah. And then little slugger resolves. Yeah, resolves my to, to favorite dispute. is
0: actually one of the ones that the the younger woman tells, which is the yeah, first, I, the, I, the first I, one she tells, which is about.
1: Uh, it's actually okay. Yeah, I was wrong. This one is actually it's the, the funniest.
0: funniest one, where she she tells a story about a, a, a couple going to a doctor for in vitro fertilization, and then she they mess it up, and the baby is related to neither parent. Uh, they use the wrong sperm and the wrong egg, and then they're just like. <laughs> Sweating blitz trying to like be like, yes, it's your baby. And then she comes in complaining about abdominal pain, and then they look at the they look at the ultrasound, and the baby has a, a, a golden baseball bat.
1: A <laughs> little baby! Only a little bat! It's the funniest shit. <laughs> it's... But yeah, um Yeah, so yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have said it's the older housewives of the tell funny stories. They tell stories that have a veneer of plausibility. Yes, um, the the younger woman's hers just are deranged.
0: Yeah, like the and, thing is, <laughs> is that like even the older women's stories get to that level of absurdity by the end. But, like, they're just mad at her because she's new. And so, like, every time she criticizes yeah. one of them for her telling an implausible story, they're like, no, it's perfectly plausible. And then every time <laughs> she, tells a, she tells a story, they just, like, pick it apart because they hate her.
1: Right, 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 right. Uh, and they're like, are you married to a screenwriter? Shouldn't you be able to tell good lies? <laughs> and she's like, oh.
0: uh. I don't, like... In the in this situation, I don't understand why she keeps standing there. I don't understand why she keeps talking to these She's people. She's
1: lonely. <laughs> she just wants friends. Log
0: onto a forum and form a suicide pack. That's how you make friends. <laughs>
1: uh, but let's see. So then, oh we oh we get um a bonkers shoujo uh, little anime within an anime, uh. It's just, like, the style switches into just extreme 90s shoujo.
0: I don't remember uh, this.
1: Of Of this boy and girl fall in love, and the girl uh, has, like, a terminal illness.
0: Oh, yes!
1: And the boy is like, and, and the girl's like, I don't think I will live... Once the last leaves, oh fall. yes, yeah, a... and he's like, well, in that case, and overnight he- cl- he climbs uh, a ladder to the to the house and, next yeah, door where a he lives perfect she can look out this is and see is a his classic, window this is a
0: classic Japanese urban legend actually,
1: uh oh okay, yeah, and he yeah he he spends the night painting the perfect window or the perfect perfect uh leaf on his on his uh." on his wall
0: yeah so that it looks like there's always one leaf on the tree even as all the leaves fall and
1: then that morning he looks out his window and she looks out at him and then little slugger looks out too and whacks her over the head
0: (laughs) (laughs) and he falls off the ladder yeah it's really good (laughs) Yeah, that is that is a because they they actually call her out on this. They're like, "Hey, that's a really common story."
1: Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. They yeah. They okay, her, that that, right, right. that story
0: is like like Mandor hand hook car door levels in Japan. Uh,
1: gotcha gotcha.
0: Um,
1: um, and then there's we also get uh, like a like an old timey um, is it like an old timey yakuza story or the the, the animation style switches again to another uh little little funky story, but I forget. Yeah, you can it's tell just, that everybody
0: had a, a, an enormous amount of fun on this episode. Oh man, yeah, they had so much fun. Uh,
1: yeah, I don't remember the details of any of the other stories. Yeah, they're they're all that. really
0: really good. Uh, but yeah, uh, I just I don't
1: even my notes. I just like I don't think this is how baseball <laughs> works.
0: But- <laughs> Right. Yeah, there's another story where uh, there's like a guy who's like pitching like the last inning, and he has to like make a choice <gasps> about like how he's going to pitch the ball to like because like and like all of the diff- all the fielders and like the catcher want him to throw the ball in a different way so that they have the best chance of making the game winning catch, and then a little slugger right. comes up to the plate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> god oh yeah then there's the one where there's the the um they oh yeah this, this this dude walks by and he says hello to them and they're like who is that and they're like oh so and so and they're like wow that that's what like he's 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 gone to seed a little bit huh and they start telling a story about how he used to be this oh, like, yes. extre- extreme fitness guy who was like and then who was always working out uh and and pursuing like a pure life of fitness and and then he starts being like tempted by delightful treats and so he's like doing a run and he sees like uh i forget he sees various delicious food stuff and he's like <gasps> and he keeps running he re- he resists the temptation and he sees like a bunch of stuff cooking on like a car um a car dashboard
0: yeah like food and just then he- keeps appearing in his path <laughs>
1: And then he gets cornered, and there's Lil Slugger with a whole goddamn feast in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he finally succumbs and feasts, and then somehow dies. This
0: episode, like, in addition to being hilarious, was also, like, the most thematically interesting to me. Uh, yeah? Like, in, ter- in terms of just, like like, the way in which this show is about, like... Rumors and stories and stuff and like, like the 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 idea of like the show. This show is about memes in a way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: like it, it's uh, like I think I just in my little like I wrote a little blur about the best stuff I watched like last year. And yeah, I think I described it as like how kind of construct social reality or whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's a show. It's a show. This is a show about memes.
1: Uh, <laughs> uh yeah and so all the, yeah the way that like like you mentioned like her stories aren't really any worse than the the old other ladies they're just but, not like,
0: permissible because she's the one telling them
1: right right they're just not accepted as as uh as canon
0: <laughs> yeah uh but yes we should talk about episode 10 which is the Shirabako episode yes uh, uh so yeah so there there it's about the production staff on a show called uh Melo Moromi uh which is a show based on uh, like a children's anime based on Moromi um and they have the worst production coordinator somehow even worse than the 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 douchebag fuckboy from Shirabako I was going to
1: I was going to say I, oh oh look it's 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 uh it's Takanashi Yeah
0: it's, it's this guy's way worse than than him Oh so
1: much worse He keeps fucking um. up
0: Least, yeah. Also, at least, seen... at, least Taka, at least Takahashi is like uh, at least he's like young, so he has the potential to grow as a person. Whereas this guy is like right. he's like in his fifties, like he's just gonna be like this until he dies.
1: He yeah. He's he's ossified into a complete loser. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, if you haven't seen Shirabako, it, it's a it's a really fun anime about anime production. Yes, um, we did an episode and, on it. And this is this episode. Now, in Paranoia Agent, is about uh, an ep- uh, anime production from Hell,
0: <laughs> uh, where yeah, so he keeps fucking up, and it, like the entire episode, like it has this frame narrative where he's like driving furiously down the road, like trying to deliver a tape to a TV network and like th- he like hallucinates himself being pursued by a little slugger uh and like keeps falling asleep while he's driving and, and dreaming about the events that have led him to the situation all of the mistakes that he has made um, which
1: which he refuses to take the blame yes for. he
0: refuses <laughs> to take the blame for it. every nothing is his fault there is no character growth he simply dies uh, <laughs> yeah because like he's sitting there and he's like basically all of like the production crew just gets m- fucking iced uh, and it's good. It's a good episode.
1: Uh, yeah. So, as, yeah, as, as if, as the anime falls further behind schedule, like various, uh, members of staff are driven into a corner and, uh, bopped by shonen bat yeah um, and shonen- shonen bat and bat shows
0: like one of my favorites is the uh the like episode director uh who like or like w- she's like working from home and she's like correcting the uh oh God, right. she's she's like correcting the animation uh, it also has, like, very cute, like, Shirobako-style, like, overlays when where Romi comes in and is like, here's what this person's job is.
1: Yeah! Uh,
0: and and she comes in, and, and, like, he, like, uh, 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 fucking, fucking, uh, Nayuki, the fucking shitty... called Jumpy. Jumpy, the fucking production coordinator. He's not a jumpy. He's too old to be a jumpy. Uh, he's,
1: he's jumpy if, 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 after No, the thing 20 that, 20 the thing that
0: makes a jumpy a jumpy is that he will grow out of it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, like they have the, to be a teenager like and adult. An adult jumpy is just an asshole. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. Which is which, which, which? This guy is. Yeah,
0: this guy's <laughs> just a piece of shit. And he like <laughs> walks in and he's like, he like, he's like, oh, great. Uh, here's the stuff that you wanted uh, later. And like she's just like completely dead on her animation desk. Like she's just bleeding out. And he and he and then he like monologues to himself in his car. Like, I I, anybody would have thought she was sleeping. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what a dead body looks like which is the, i think the only like <clears throat> i think that's the le- like the thing that is least kind of ob- like blatantly his fault yes. like if you are in a rush you see someone sleeping on their desk you might not look super close <laughs> yeah uh, but c- compounded with every other stupid thing he does in this in this episode yeah. it's just like yeah
0: she's uh, cuz like when it comes in the thing that this actually reminds me of is uh is too many cooks uh, which was, if for those of you who don't remember, if you're, I don't know, like a turbo zoomer or something like that, uh, Too Many Cooks was an Adult Swim, uh, short sketch song thing, uh, that was a, it was like a a joke intro of a, like, 90s, like, sitcom where it was, like, over the course of the intro it just kept getting longer and longer and longer and then cast new cast members started appearing and then cast members started getting killed by a mysterious figure who like who would like show up in the background and like <laughs> there's this this bit here where like when hitomi the director of animation who who dies like on her animation desk shows up like it's it like it shows the text like explaining what she does like over like a shot of her dead body
1: <laughs> oh, God.
0: it's like this is her job director of animation
1: Say goodbye now. This is what they do. Uh, oh, but yeah, but uh, I forgot the connection with the previous episode. Is that like the writer on this show who dies is the screenwriter? Yes, who was the wife of the of the of the sad little lady, and so yeah, the previous episode dies <laughs> ends <laughs> when she when she goes home after her failed attempt at uh, storytelling to find. Him having just been attacked, bleeding out, and he's like, "It was Shonen Bat," and instead of calling the ambulance, she's like, "Tell me what happened, so I can finally have a good story." <laughs> so I can finally gain the <laughs> approval the of these go- terrible gossipy <laughs> housewives. For the gossip circle. <laughs> oh, but um.
0: So yes so then yeah, in our next episode so so
1: a, a, as as the as the animation team gets killed off our loser um production assistant becomes increasingly unanimated <laughs> yes when there when there's no one left to to do the do the work and then let's see does he get he delivers the does he deliver the tape or does he get bopped first he gets
0: bopped right outside the tv station
1: okay and they, they, oh, they yeah. find
0: his body on the, in front of the tv station
1: and, and and the vhs yeah. so it does go it does go to air and we see it on air in the next episode yes but <laughs> um as much fun as these episodes are uh the time has finally come to return full circle uh, to tsukiko and our other our other friends Unless there was something you want to wrap up. Through. Well, we're not
0: returning to Tsukiko yet. We're returning to uh, Ikari's wife, I guess.
1: Uh, oh yeah. Well, it's, it starts with Tsukiko on TV. Um, oh yeah. Or or near the beginning, um, she's giving an interview about the an- about the anime. Yeah. Going on, and she says, "I hope this anime will help spread a sense of peace among the people."
0: Uh, and then Lil Slugger shows up for Ikari's wife Misae. Um... Uh, uh, and, uh, she, similar, similarly is just, just confront, just confronts him and is like, no, sit down, sit down. I have a bone to pick with you, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. She, it, it, he, yeah. she, it starts, it starts with her at the, at the hospital where she learns that the cost of treatment for her, um, ambiguous, ambiguously unspec-
0: chronic illness
1: is more than she can afford. Uh, And so she goes home and little slugger is waiting for her there. Uh, And,
0: and she's like, let me give you a talking to I you (laughs) young man, let me explain to you what you, what you've, what you've been responsible for. Um, And she tells, she tells him her whole fucking life story uh, about how like, her husband who used to be a cop is now a security guard and they can't afford medical treatment. And she feels like she's been a huge burden on him her whole life. And she's, and as a result of this, she's devoted herself to being the perfect housewife. This whole thing is very sad. Uh,
1: Yeah. So, so she, yeah, she's, she's had chronic, um, like these chronic issues her whole life. Uh, and so she thought she might not live very long at all, but then she did end up getting married to Ikari, our older detective, ex, ex detective um but then she realized she couldn't have children after miscarrying yeah and she feels and like insanely girl. guilty
0: about all of this stuff in a way that is not examined uh yeah
1: and so and so kind of during her story kind of whenever kind of it dips into a especially low point uh shonen bat kind of kind of gets all antsy and starts 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 swinging his bat around uh wanting wanting to wanting to put her out of her misery um, uh, but then she'll be like, but no. It like it didn't end there and like, um she says human human beings are not as weak or corrupt as you think and that after her miscarriage, uh her husband just said, Well, let's accept reality. The only one I need by my side is you uh and that let her kind of at least let her live with her guilt. Um but
0: yeah it just sort of amplifies her really extreme inferiority complex that she has where she comes to believe that like she fundamentally is not deserving of love or kindness and so she has to push herself as hard as possible even with her issues to be like the most ideal wife imaginable in order to justify Ikari's investment in her and this this whole premise is not interrogated at all uh it doesn't it just sort of seems like this is what the show believes and Uh...
1: I mean, I'm not I'm not sure about that. Like, like later, um, Ikari is talking to his new coworker about his wife and about how kind of disturbed he is at how far she's taken this.
0: I don't remember that. Um, so that's probably why. OK, I
1: so. That. So, yeah. So during this conversation, we also see Ikari in his new job as a just as, as like private security guard. Yeah. For, uh, okay. Doing like construction at a, gigs. Yeah. So he's because these jobs do not pay. Uh, he's like working like three different gigs a day, kind of running from site to site. Uh, and at the last one, he, the guy who's showing him the ropes, is this really old little tiny guy, um who's like, H- like, how did you end up here? Um, the only way an old person gets started in this job is if uh they really fucked up. Uh, um, and then. The guy, the guy thinks Ikari is like like a con um, and he's like, "Oh, I thought you were like me." But then he recognizes Ikari and he's like, "Oh, you arrested me once," <laughs> and and uh, Ikari's like, "Oh yeah, it was you." <laughs> and they 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 start fucking bonding over over <clears throat> two losers, yeah, uh, who who have kind of. Uh, Fallen out, fallen out of their respective callings in life, <laughs> um, and yeah. So, so uh, they're talking, and at one point Akari says that, like, seeing, seeing the old guy again. He's like, seeing him again. Somehow, it feels like if, as if I came home, um, because I think ultimately Akari's thing is that um, he had kind of a belief in a, a simple and just world um yeah and the case of shonen bat fucked that up yeah and uh he no longer kind of understands the world he lives in and so he, seeing the old guy remembering kind of what he used to think um he was meant to do is was, was was catch old-timey burglars with like burlap sacks yeah um, and yeah so he's like at one point um
0: i feel like ikari like like when like cuz ikari's whole thing is like struggling with his desire to live in a simple world when like shonen bat shows him that the world isn't so simple and like his yeah. wife has like the method of defeating shonen bat or like driving him away which is to confront him with the awesome power of patriarchal like gender roles in uh preventing despair which just feels really weird to me
1: yeah her I, mean, I think her thing is yeah just a very kind of i mean she has an absolute belief yeah in uh like in her husband and like uh their his ability to kind of see them through um uh, and which which is immediately undermined when she she's retelling a story about how uh he said like you're the only woman i want to look at or whatever and then it cuts to him on his construction site ogling a lady oh yeah uh walking by and so yeah i think i think it it understands that like her yeah her extremely rigid faith while it is enables her to uh avoid falling into despair is itself a something of a of a delusion
0: yeah i i like because like the thing is is that like it doesn't if i recall correctly it's been a few days since i finished watching the show like if i recall correctly it doesn't exactly circle back and like resolve this because it, it after this becomes really focused on uh Ikari first and then Tsukiko Yeah.
1: Yeah, well so uh I actually rewatched this episode. Um so yeah, so she, yeah, so she says that like um yeah that 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 um Shonen Bat has been deluding people with a, this temp with a temporary peace of mind um and just just like Maromi um and that a makeshift salvation is nothing but deception so like it sounds like it's yeah it does sound like she's speaking with the voice of the show um but then in the last episode um she dies uh we'll, we'll we'll get to that but um she has a heart attack and and ends up dying and it's it's her death that kind of um triggers ikari's kind of last oh yeah last um last act but yeah, it, it like it definitely kind of lets her story sit and it doesn't really do a lot of kind of editorializing about
0: it. Yeah. um, And it's like
1: and it is a weird story cause beca- it's, it's because it's like, do you I really
0: want to hear Satoshi Kon's thoughts about this? I mean, <laughs> I'm sure they're not yeah. good.
1: Yeah. As, as interesting as a lot of his female characters are, he definitely has some weird hang-ups yeah about women
0: yeah and it's like yeah this this whole section is just like this, this last three episodes like they're very ambitious and they're doing a lot and i just i don't know what they're going for i can't figure out what they're trying to do um you know like i can figure out bits and pieces of it but i can't like really get a a good picture of like what it is that this is is trying to be um uh, but yeah so so
1: so, yeah, so Shonen Bat, like, is unable to kind of destroy her and instead trashes the house. And then Maniwa shows up and he has gone full, uh, like... I,
0: I've been dying to talk about the mail. Can I talk about the mail with you? I've been dying to talk about the mail.
1: Yeah, that. Yeah. And so he's, he's got a cloak on. He's, he's, he's all unshaven. He's got these weird goggles uh, and he's got like a portable radio backpack, uh, and, he, and he shows up at and finds uh, Ikari's wife standing in this thrashed apartment, and she's like, "Well, he's gone." And then yeah, then that's that's episode 11. Yes, and Ikari
0: uh, also at the end of this episode is this is where he he winds up in his sort of idealized fantasy world. It's this like.
1: Oh right! So he's at the bar with the with his with his coworker, and the talk. He's talking about how his his time is over and how he like he no longer has a, you know, no longer no knows how he fits in this world. And then, uh, the old the, the 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 old guy gives him this pack of matches that I think that I think he used to use before he stopped smoking. And then he walks out of the bar and he's in this weird yeah, uh, like hand drawn,
0: um. Yeah, it's this very everything two, two, is, two, like a very like it's very simplified. Everybody's pi- a card like
1: Paper a, Mario like World. a cardboard
0: cutout, and all like the styling is like very like Showa era like 1950s 60s Japan kind of yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, kind yeah. of style. Um but yeah, like think, thinking more about like this like and what uh what Misai like really represents cuz like what she says near the end like before shonen bat leaves is that she says i will never again wish for death and yeah. it was interesting like thinking about that in the context of the suicide pact episode from a little while ago mm. and like thinking about shonen bat as being like because it's difficult to un. there's a lot to unpack with regards to like what this show thinks about like uh thinks about suicide because i think that's really what shonen bat comes to represent um, you know, like, and, and as being this, like, and it's, it's like, it's interesting to, like, see him, like, put up against this, like, resolve that comes from a very unusual place. And then also, yeah, like, yeah. like, what they talk about him as being the same as Maromi, which I don't understand. Like, they say it, and then they keep saying it, and they expect, and they, it feels like they expect it to make sense to me, and I don't, I don't get it.
1: I, yeah so this yeah so i what does satoshi kong think about hello kitty fuck that's a good question um but yeah like speaking of yeah um maeda um uh, was that her name misae misae uh yeah like when they're at the bar and he's talking about how like all her kind of rituals that she does to be the perfect housewife and how once he like left on an unexpected trip for a week and came back and like she was just like sitting there with like week old dinner waiting for him and like yeah that's all ob- very obviously uh
0: maladaptive as we say
1: maladaptive is the word
0: um uh, but yeah um, like it's 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 trying to like i don't i don't exactly understand what little slugger is or what maromi is or in what way they are similar
1: yeah i mean my <laughs> my galaxy brain take t- t- is just that el problema es el capitalismo mean yes <laughs> um, and that like be- and, and I, like i mentioned before like at least at least some of the problems are kind of um, revolve around economic insecurity and kind of the opening little uh, sequence is just kind of a lot of commuters in various stages of anxiety mm. um, about about work mostly and so yeah one one way of tying it together is is just that a lot of these things are anxiety like being destroyed by a modern capitalist society yeah, like the
0: strategy because like you know even like the kid like uh ichi like even he like the reason he feels like he has to be that way is because he's being raised in a society that expects him to be yeah. the sort of perfect child so that he can like mold himself into the ideal capitalist worker you know yeah like he yeah. wouldn't care if it didn't have implications for his future you know like he has this this idea in his head about what his life is supposed to be like and when it starts crumbling before his very eyes like it's just as destructive as when it happens to somebody who's older you know but it's right. it's, it's all it like the the source is different but it it all comes from <laughs> yeah. the same place
1: yeah and, and something happens with ichi in his episode that made me write down like uh, damn, the sixth grader having a midlife crisis. He really is. Uh, but, yeah. So like, he's he's going through a similar set of pressures. And so, like, when um, when uh, Misae says that like Shonen Bat and Moromi are the same, like, I, I I don't I don't think she's right because like she talks about how Moromi like deludes people with temporary peace of mind and um it it feels almost like and then especially in the, in the next two episodes, when we get like the every- the the kind of maromi craze on the news, everyone like in line trying to buy maromi shit, and it's like oh well this is this is uh people kind of taking refuge in consumption, yeah
0: yeah, i definitely and so
1: like yeah, and so like where whereas shown in bat is like the the being being cornered by modern life and capitalism and being driven into a corner and possibly to suicide like maromi is distracting yourself from yeah they're two sides the, of the same
0: coin i guess right
1: so, so yeah so maromi is kind of like a symptom of of the of shun and bad the, the two the two
0: things that you can do when faced with capitalism is kill yourself or buy a stuffed animal <laughs>
1: There you go. Karl Marx said uh, that, and so, and so yeah, so like, in, so, um, yeah, you could I, yeah, so I I think the way that they they that um, Maniwa and uh, Misae get them confused is that they're both kind of ways of like escaping yeah modern life um, and yeah if if, if and.
0: It, it it like okay so it it like all of this stuff it, it gets like very complicated towards the end and that's why
1: and that's why we have we have like all the we have like the Dragon Age episode and all this Dragon other quest, stuff of you philistines. <laughs> Fuck my life! I'm 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 done! I'm I'm over. Uh, like all all these um little bits and pieces of different people living out different kind of uh lives to just so that they're not in the real world yeah
0: yeah and that's like what i was watching the, i like i the, kept because it, it 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 seems to approach because like this is a very common theme in anime we've talked about this for with a bunch of shows we talked about this when we talked about the eva rebuilds you know the the notion of like almost self-loathing anime that like like a very common theme in anime is the notion that like escaping into fantasy is maladaptive and that like you need to embrace connections with other people and the outside world in order to like see like be a real person and live a good life like you 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 can't just like escape into a fantasy into a fantasy world like this is this is a theme of a, a bunch of shows we've talked about a bunch of shows we haven't talked about yeah. like it's super common yeah. and like this show is tackling that but it's from a very strange direction um right. and with a lot of layers and stuff going on yeah
1: i yeah i don't think it's nearly as kind of judgmental it's yeah like like th- like it's kind of like you said these are like people don't have a lot of options yeah like, these are perfectly comprehensible reactions to
0: yeah it, it has a great deal of situations. sympathy for almost yeah. everybody except for uh ichi uh who just gets a serious yeah. man
1: and, and and the fat otaku yeah um who it escapes into his anime figurines yeah like
0: it has it has like a lot of these characters it has sympathy for or like uh, and and yeah and like that's sort of the thing that makes me a little frustrated is that who it has sympathy for Tet seems to depend less on them or anything that they've done and more on like what satoshi khan thinks about people like that yeah you know and it it's sort of it it undercuts it a lot because it doesn't have this sort of like open-hearted like loving approach to its themes that i think it deserves it instead is like very conditional in terms of who it's willing to extend sympathy towards you know and and whose fantasies are acceptable to escape into um
1: right right because yeah the yeah the the otaku is definitely not like
0: and don't don't let me don't take this out of context and make me think and and make people think that i think that owning anime figurines is acceptable because i don't
1: oh <laughs> <laughs> put it, 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 putting in the permanent record
0: uh putting in the permanent uh, record owning anime figurines is not acceptable Um, uh,
1: but yeah so so maniwa kind of yeah he has he has decided that like yeah shonen bat and marmi are the are the, are the same the same thing the same phenomenon and he has to, he has to find and, and and kill them with his uh dragon quest sword um uh, because he's been hunting down tsukiko's past trying to figure out yeah. kind of where this all came he, like, from. like
0: talks to her dad <laughs>
1: yeah he he tracks down her dad and what he learns because uh is that um her dog Maromi, which she based the character on, we learned this in a, in one of her interviews. Yeah. That she based her character on her childhood dog. Um, what he learns from her dad is that the dog was um, killed at a killed when she was young. Yeah, killed in a car accident. And that, yeah, she claimed uh, that a person with a bat and ro- attacked her and killed the dog.
0: Attacked her and she dropped the leash and the dog got hit by a car.
1: Oh, okay. So that's how she spun it. Yeah. Um. In, like in actuality she just dropped the, the leash le- idly um and well i i mean we get a flashback and honestly i don't think it was like it looks like she's having period cramps honestly
0: oh uh, that is what it says in the plot synopsis
1: okay yeah so she has she she kind of hunches over in pain let's go of the leash moromi runs into the street gets back car uh, She thinks that her dad is going to blame her. That changes um, a lot,
0: actually, that it's okay.
1: And so she makes up the story about the about Shonen Bat attacking her. And basically, and the dad is pretty sure she's lying, but he feels so bad about. I think it, I think at this I think this is probably when he realizes that he has not been a very good father and he's been too strict with her and out of guilt he lets it go acts as if he believes her goes through all the motions of reporting it hunt, walking around the neighborhood with a bat trying to find this attacker uh because this <laughs> out of a out of out of guilt for how he's kind of um how he's raised her
0: yeah um so yes so this information changes something for some reason i don't like I don't—what I don't understand, or what I—I guess I understand it a little bit more now, but I kind of still don't understand it, is, like, the way that this connects to it being some sort of, like, mass societal phenomenon of people getting beaten with bats.
1: Right, I mean, I— Because I
0: think that, like, what—like, I I get the, like— I get the connection metaphor. Like, when you said that it was a menstrual cramp, which I did not realize, I thought she was just fucking around. And I, that's kind of why I disliked the ending, because I thought it was, like... Uh, I thought it was, like, just being... Just, like, calling her a piece of shit liar.
1: I, uh, I really just straight-up
0: thought the ending was, like, yeah, and she's a liar, and she was... Uh, the cops were right the whole time. Uh, uh, but, like, that being it, like, definitely, like... And connecting it to, the, like, her father being strict and stuff like that, like, it, it expands, I think, beyond it Just being like el problema es el capitalismo, and into yeah, just yeah. being like about societal expectations, like like that people put on themselves and that people put on each other, and like people feeling cornered by other people's expectations of them or their expectations of themselves, right. which yeah. sometimes pertain to their expectations of capitalism. But that like ties in with Ichi's thing a lot more.
1: Yeah, but it it's it, yeah, I it's very much not just pure um symbol. No. Like these are all very kind of individual people with their own individual problems. Um and yeah it 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 never kind of um abstracts that the other thing that i
0: was surprised by the in the end of this show was that at the very very end it's re- like i was expecting it to pull back the curtain and reveal that like n- all, none of this actually happened like this is a metaphor <laughs> yeah. and then it's like no literally all of this actually happened and i was like what does that mean <laughs>
1: <laughs> the 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 contradictions got to cut to a cute you know
0: like because that raises that raises a lot of questions like about like society after tokyo has been destroyed by a giant blob like
1: what but yeah b- b- before we get to the blob uh, <laughs> before we get gooey uh let's see let's see so yeah he's he, he went to her dad and figured out what went on he, uh money with it he called he called sukiko at her office and he's like i know what really happened he starts talking about her dad talking about that she freaks out uh <laughs> maromi cuts the phone line <laughs> yes and and is like no tsukiko don't think yeah um and then the the like the door starts caving in she runs out into the parking lot uh then giant shonen bat appears who she's already seen giant shonen bat uh he actually killed her agent producer whoever this is I think we I think we skipped that scene because it's it wasn't super important in the grand scheme of things where uh, he's driving her home and he flips out on her about how she's like just thinks so much of herself and that uh, like he doesn't she doesn't know like what corner she's put him into and he like grabs her and he's like screaming at her Um, and then she he kind of he kind of comes back to himself she jumps out of the car he 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 drives away and then dies. he like he either crashes or gets killed by a giant shonen bat yeah. because then because that, that that's who appears looming over her like 30 feet tall um, because according to Maniwa, imagination nurtures him and rumors help him grow. So now he's, now he's huge and has giant teeth and glowing eyes. And so when she runs out into the parking lot, he appears. But so does Maniwa, wielding his sword of truth. Um, and they, they start, <laughs> they start fighting. Um, and Maromi opens the door into another dimension. <laughs> where yeah. they where she, where he and Tsukiko escape into. Yeah, and it's the same dimension
0: and, that I- Ikari is hanging out in. It's the weird exactly. weird showa paper cutout dimension.
1: And as soon as Maromi disappears from this world, all of the Maromi merchandise in the world suddenly vanishes. Uh, and people are freaking the fuck out um, because there's no more Maromi.
0: Yeah, this whole yeah,
1: it's <laughs> uh, sorry. You were saying I wasn't gonna say anything because I. Don't- <laughs> okay, so that's episode twelve. Um, so yeah, so episode so last episode thirteen. Uh, yeah, so so Moromius has, has stolen go into into the the safe zone, and he says I'll I'll, I'll protect only you, um, and then she meets up with. Uh, Ikari, so he's walking through like his old school, uh, he- hearing memories, uh, hearing about some girls talking about how he likes this girl, and he's just kind. Of... And I, I think the idea here is that he's he's specifically remembering this because he's thinking about his his current wife, who he did not have kind of a picture book romance with. Uh, so he's remembering kind of when his life was kind of full of potential or whatever, um, because he really did want a daughter uh, and, and couldn't because his wife um, couldn't have children. And so uh, he runs into Tsukiko and they start walking around and everyone treats her as if she was his daughter. Yeah. And she
0: adopts like she has like, she looks like her 12 year old self and she calls him dad.
1: Yeah. Um, and meanwhile outside uh everyone's freaking out about the the apps maromi going missing uh black goo has started erupting everywhere and and destroying buildings and filling the streets and killing my people.
0: favorite bit in this whole thing is there's like it, this is like a simpsons gag where like they have like the news reporter who's doing a report about the black goo <laughs> and then the black goo comes yeah. into the news studio and kills him
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 um and, and then and then Maniwa is like on a giant tower, like observing the heavens, be like, oh, "What can no one stop his growth anymore?" Um, and so like we see most of the cast getting killed by the goo as it just rampages through the city uh and he, uh the maniwa he has a his his little backpack radio. Suddenly, starts chirping, and he hears Ikari t- buying cigarettes uh, through it, uh, and so he he starts trying to get a hold of Ikari, and then uh, they they Ikari and Sukiko in the fantasy realm come up come into a town square where on a on a TV in a in a shop window Maniwa is 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 screaming uh, that that they need to come back and that they need to just they need to that only um, they can destroy shonen bat (laughs) then Ikari just fucking throws a rock at the TV Uh, and
0: (laughs) and all the cardboard cutout people are like thank you for ending the terrible broadcast
1: the detective has stopped the poisonous broadcast (laughs) because yeah so here he becomes a detective again he chases he chases uh, old timey criminals with sacks over their over their backs uh everyone loves him uh and then he and his daughter uh arrive at the fireworks show um oh but before that he sees he's um he starts to see his wife in this in this fantasy um, yeah because she, at the she's very like end, a
0: bartender at the bar
1: yeah at the very end of episode 12 she has her heart attack she's rushed into the hospital and then uh so, then she, she she's put into an elevator and then suddenly instead of the doctors it's the old dude uh in a in a bellhop costume who asks where she where she wants to go and she says where my husband is and so now she's appearing in his in his little fantasy first as uh the bar waitress uh, and then Maromi freaks out and and has, and tells Sells Tsukiko to, to take him away um so he doesn't remember the real world and then they go to the fireworks show and he reminisces about how he wanted a daughter to bring here and then um we see the flashbacks of him and his wife and earlier in his wife's episode she had she had mentioned how after the miscarriage he was like let's just accept reality the only one i need by my side is you and how that gave her so much strength and that made made her kind of able to go on and we see this line again from his perspective and (laughs) he is he she interpreted that uh kind of very differently than than how he said it like you can see he is just kind of saying that because it's what he's supposed to say uh and that he has kind of i think lost some of what he wanted out of his life uh and probably lost some of his love for her. Uh, at that time so but then she's then she appears again at these fireworks um, and I forget what all she says but she does say that she's about to die and um, and then she disappears and he I think that's what finally I think now that she's actually gone he realizes kind of that he did love her or something and Baby Tsukiko says, "Like Dad, what's the matter?" And like, who you calling Dad? <laughs> and he he grabs a, a bat from one of the past one of the uh, bystanders and starts smashing up his uh, smashing up the solution, shattering all the cardboard cutout people. It is and,
0: interesting, that he does this with a bat.
1: He does it with a bat, and the the magic sword that Mariwa fights with is actually in reality a bat at least the at one point at one point it's an umbrella but the last one is the bat that Tsukiko's father carried around when he was pretending to look for the imaginary assailant um but yeah Ikari is now smashing up his his illusion world and Moromi is like no you're destroying your home you're going to lose your world and he says he lost his place long ago um and then so he, they yeah they smash their way back into the real world where, sh- <laughs> shit is post apocalyptic.
0: Yeah, there's a big blob. It's bad.
1: There's a big blob that is uh, uh killing everything. And so yeah, so uh Manuel catches up to them, and he's like, Shonen Bat and Marumi are the same thing. And <laughs> just in time to prove him wrong, Shonen Bat shows up. And then uh, it is going to attack attack them. Uh, Akari, like, tries to protect Tsukiko, but then the bat is stopped by a giant Maromi. Oh, shit. Uh, who's like, run, Tsukiko, run. And so then we get a big chase scene where, uh, like, the goo, goo bat and goo Maromi are like, duking it out, simultaneously chasing Ikari and Tsukiko down into the subway. They jump into the in, onto the tracks and start running down the tunnel. Uh, and yeah, Ikari says, all this for a puppy? What kind of world do we live in? <laughs> uh, and then she drops her stuffed Moromi that she always carries with her. She turns around and it's turned back into her real dog, her real Moromi. She runs back to to pick him up, and gets swallowed by the goo. Then uh, we get this is this is when we actually get her kind of the the flashback to to the past where we actually see what happened when she lets go of the leash. Uh, because before we had just had her dad telling Maniwa what that he had suspicions about what happened, et cetera, et cetera. And now we actually see it from her perspective. We see her. Um, yeah. Fall over like a leash. We see, you see the puppy get hit by the car. It's brutal. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. If, if you, if you're especially sensitive to animals being hurt, it's, it's, it's intense. It's it's, 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 yeah. It's
0: content warning animal death.
1: Um, so she runs over and then you kind of see her going through the motions of inventing this story that she's going to tell. Uh, But then her adult self shows up and and Shonen Bat has appeared as like her shadow. But Adult Tsukiko picks up the puppy and apologizes to the baby and kind of finally makes peace with what happened. And Shonen Bat vanishes. Uh, And then you see her kind of reborn. She kind of floats up through through water and then appears floating uh, uh, in the bay and you see the ruined city on the horizon. Yeah.
0: And then it's like, there's like a flash forward where like, it's like Tokyo has been rebuilt.
1: Right. Yeah. It's two years since the, then since the event. Uh, and then we see a very similar kind of morning commute montage as, as you thought at the very beginning where everyone once again has all their little problems. Uh, and we see a, we see not Maromi on the, on the big screens, but a, a, a weird, creepy cat called F-Meow.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I didn't quite hear exactly how they pronounce it. Obviously it's like, like either fnya or something. I believe it was gonna, fnya, But I'm going to say F-Meow. Uh and so there's a we- so there's yeah there's some weird things that happen here so almost e- almost everyone is dead like uh let's see the kids i think ichi and ushi have died maria harumi de- definitely died we um the e- i think the evil cop and his daughter have died i'm not sure about the the old lady who turns out is uh the creepy cop's mother or or i'm not sure well, i'm not sure if she if or if she's the gran- she's the grandmother of the girl who runs away i'm not sure if she which on which side mother's or father's side uh, but they are it, we learn at some point that they are uh, related yeah. i also don't know if that old lady survives um a lot of people are dead who, well, yeah who who does who do survive are um ikari he's still working as a const- as a construction guard um the creepy reporter uh, and Maniwa, who has taken on the role of uh galaxy brain conspiracy theory, old man drawing chalk equations uh, on the ground. The the question, yeah, now, but the, what I don't know exactly is what to make of Tsukiko because um, walking past this, this giant screen with, with F. Meow is, we see a, a high school girl who looks very, very much like Tsukiko.
0: This the plot uh, synopsis on Wikipedia describes her as an office worker, which doesn't seem really. correct
1: because she's maybe she looked like a girl, like a high yeah, school she girl. looks
0: much younger and also uh, like she's wearing a school uniform.
1: So my so my my one of my guesses was that um, when she was reborn in 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 the in water after kind of resolving her trauma, she, you know, in a a, a more, in a more literal sense was reborn. And now she's here as a high school girl. Yeah. That's what I thought as well. Um,
0: also she was reborn in water and became a trad Um,
1: but the first time I watched, I actually thought this was a completely different girl who was the designer of this new creature. Um, no, she's
0: got the big eyes. She's clearly sick. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But, uh, either way for, like for mo- for everyone who survived uh like the cycle has yeah begun it's again. a very
0: bleak ending actually <laughs> it it
1: is it really is
0: um uh, because like everything is going to happen again nothing has actually been fixed it's weird cuz it it does give you like the huge like anime like ending conclusion scene and then it's like too bad sucker
1: which i think i think is we were talking before about about the kind of uh, how this isn't just, like, El Problem es el capitalismo, but also a sto- very specific story about individuals. And I think here, like, Tsukiko has, like, has kind of grown. She's kind of come to terms with her past and and everything. But, like, the pro- <laughs> the problems of society are still yeah. there. Like, you can't fit, you can't, like, um, one doesn't, like, automatically fix the other. Um, yeah, it like very
0: there's... strongly rejects like the notion that like her problems or like her coming to terms with her problems fixes everybody else's problems. It's very exactly. con- it's very depressing.
1: Uh, <sighs> yeah, I, I mean a little bit. It's, I, like... it's uh,
0: like the ending of this show is like is like everything is miserable, and even if you personally come to terms with your problems, everybody else still has problems because el Problem es el capitalismo, and. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing you can do to change that. The well, end. No moral.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know if there's nothing, but it it is very, if like, it is very kind of. Uh. It is not. It, it does not have any. The fact
0: that like Maniwa is like writing out the same equation on the the thing, and, and also like the fact that <laughs> yeah. the old man like predicts everything like cryptically. It like it implies a sort of like like all of this was doomed to happen. Like and it Maybe. is doomed to happen forever. Like this is it, it is destined to happen with new people taking the place of old people, <sighs> yeah. and this exact thing happening over and over again.
1: I so, yeah, I suppose, Which makes it oh, all
0: the weirder that they went with the, like, oh, no, the blob was literal ending.
1: It's very weird. I mean, I, I suppose if you want a crumb of hope, um, like when Maniwa is writing out his equations, like he, he's writing out, he, then he writes equals and he, he doesn't finish. He doesn't write it, equals, so. it's a like katakana ni ah uh, i think he was doing math no
0: he's I, writing. he's not, definitely not doing math the the plot tabs that i'm looking at says because the character right before it because what what the guy writes at the beginning of the show is he writes out anime uh and then the uh
1: but wait but at one point he also writes out uh the room number of super he's writing numbers in there it doesn't room. make it math I, but but at the time, the plot synopsis on Wikipedia, almost... be,
0: you believe this or don't, but the plot synopsis on Wikipedia says the last two characters he writes are A and N, nee, and the position of his hand suggests the character he's about to write is May, exactly mirroring the first
1: episode. That's weird. Um, I don't think I, that's I, weird. I, I think that makes perfect sense.
0: I think that actually makes more sense than anything else in this show. Uh,
1: because because yeah, another time when he's writing, in I think in the first episode he he's writing something, and then I could have. I was almost certain what he wrote was... His whole equation was equals 510, which was the room number that Tsukiko was in in the hospital. And so I thought he was doing kind of like galaxy brain like, nonsense equations. Yeah, but, like, there's also...
0: Like, he's doing... I don't... It doesn't mean anything. Like, what he's writing is obviously nonsense, and it doesn't equal anything because he's not... Like, it includes letters and, like, Chinese characters and...
1: Oh, I know. I know. But he but he thinks it means something uh, like he thinks he's it's like. Yeah, the, but like the, the thing is that he's all... right because
0: he predicts all the future events.
1: I mean, you mean in in the in the post credits things where he's on the, yeah. on the moon?
0: Yeah, all of those. If you like go back and watch them, like he's referring to the characters and events obliquely, but he describes the events of the plot of the coming episode perfectly.
1: No, I know, but I'm not sure if that's.
0: I think that pre, that to... predestination is a pretty big theme in this show, like the like especially ha- the notion of having this like weird old man who gives these weird predictions and is like writing up this big equation. Like even if it was what you thought it was, where like it writes he writes out the the equation that equals the room number, like that's still the same thing.
1: No, I know. Uh, I, yeah, what what I was originally going to say was like at the very end he d- he. I thought he wrote an equals and then left it blank, suggesting maybe that no because the thing, things yeah, can be different the thing he's
0: the thing he's writing is exactly the same as the thing that he writes in the first episode okay, um, okay.
1: So, well ma- yeah maybe maybe it is a little bleaker than uh, I thought
0: yeah, um uh, like like the I think that it's it's a show about the fact that like these people can't escape the situation and like i don't necessarily know if it's foreclosing on all possibilities for hope but it's definitely like whatever these people are doing it's not working you know because like uh, if it it were more metaphorical and even even as it isn't metaphorical and it's like no an actual giant blob attack tokyo and all those people died like even it does bring to mind like marx's crisis theory
1: right like like a revolution happened and but the system reasserted itself.
0: No, well, Marx's crisis theory is like, he he describes it as like an outpouring of like the rate, like an outcome of the rate, the tendency of the rate of profit to fall, where like what's going to happen is that like over time, capitalism is just going to get worse and worse and worse and worse. And and like, this is why crises like economic crises are endemic to capitalism. Like you always have like huge recessions that like come out of nowhere and fuck Mm -hmm. people over is because of the tendency of the rate of profit to fall that like results in like,
1: Oh, so so you're re- metaf- reading it as a metaphor for a recession rather than a revolution. Yes,
0: definitely a recession. Okay. I, 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 I definitely read it as a metaphor for a crisis in capitalism rather than any sort of revolution. Um,
1: that makes more sense.
0: Um, you know, because like, like something terrible happens and everybody goes, we should really avoid doing that again. And then everybody does exactly the same thing a second time. And then they're like, how could yeah. anyone have predicted this? Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. yeah. Uh, like that feels like the point the show is trying to make. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and especially like the way that everybody like moves on and like has seems to have like honestly kind of forgotten what has happened. It is like just live, going on living their lives. Like mm-hmm. you know, we all forget these sort of huge crises that happen and stuff like that. And like you know, nobody really puts any effort into making sure that they don't happen again. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Um. It's i don't know i i like it more now that i've talked it over with you and have have hashed out some of the details that were that were unclear um i think yeah i think this this is it's it's really really good uh i would definitely recommend it um so we we talked about the fact that i would like to abolish the nine delights all right um the Nindelites were funny
1: this, this, is, this, this is our economic reform Our economic reform We are, ab- we're- we are abolishing the Delights and that's going to solve all of our problems Going forward yes.
0: So the delights, <laughs> they were boring as shit And they weren't funny after like one or two episodes What I want to replace them with is I want to do A bonus episode I wanted to do it before this but we didn't have time for various reasons uh, I want to do a bonus episode Where we go through all the shows that we watched and rank them And then I want to <laughs> Every time I watch a new show Insert it into the list Um, oh
1: oh lord oh god i think that's
0: i think that's much funnier
1: this is gonna be yeah that's this is gonna be hell um
0: so yeah so we can do that i don't know we we can schedule that like this weekend or something like that um but like um, but yeah that that is what i want to do so this week there is no this month no nine delights next month we will return to you with a bonus episode where we do something different uh and and attempt to come up with a better rating system alex do you have a book to recommend
1: Yeah, yeah, Uh, I'll recommend uh, one of my favorite books from this year, or last year. Oh, God, it's 2023. Um, Because it reminded me kind of of this in kind of its oblique way of approaching sort of like social um, and political themes. This is uh, When We Lost Our Heads uh, by Heather O'Neill. If you follow me on co-host, you've probably seen me posting about it, but it's begins as a story about these two rich girls in 19th century Montreal. One is the daughter of the richest fucker in town. Who's this, um, like industrial baron and she lives this perfectly charmed life where like Everyone loves her and and she's never experienced any problems or issues, and just goes through life um being adoring and being adored by everyone. The other girl um so that is oh my God, I've forgotten her name uh I'll remember it because oh Marie um the other girl Sadie, is the daughter of this kind of ambitious politician who is trying to trying to make a name for himself in montreal and uh she's a little shit um she's an asshole she hates people and animals um and she just likes writing uh and when they meet each other it it, like they it's like yeah like instant obsession basically and they both kind of see something they've been missing from their life um sadie the mean girl a lot of it is kind of inferiority, and um, but Marie is kind of infatuated with Sadie for kind of being so different and interesting, and um, kind of giving her all new ideas about everything. And so it begins, with just them being insane together, um, and then they are playing at a duel. Um, one of them, Sadie borrowed like some pistols from her father uh did they know they were still there was still a bullet left in each. Um and so this maid comes out to stop them from playing with guns and they both shoot her to death. <laughs> uh, uh then Marie throws Sadie again under the bus and um I like how whenever you because, recommend a
0: book you give like the entire plot synopsis.
1: Yeah, okay. So so Sadie is sent to sent to England, uh to a girls school uh for nine years, comes back, they explode again uh, becoming obsessed with each other um, then Sadie has become a, an amateur pornographer writing horrible smut. Her parents find it, try to institutionalize her as she runs away uh, and then into and in, in, you can't
0: institutionalize somebody for writing porn <laughs> Not anymore, thank god. When is this book set?
1: Uh, uh, late 19th century Okay, session. you could
0: institutionalize somebody for writing porn back then um,
1: And so Sadie gets involved with like the the radicals in the Poor part of the city. Uh, then it becomes much more politically minded, um, and yeah, I don't. I'll 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 tr- I'll cut this. Yeah, do you short, want people but... to read
0: this book or not?
1: <laughs> Fuck, it's so hard to summarize it. Um, it's a book about two but... women who
0: hate each other and love each other. It's and, a, it's every and... book you you read and like. <laughs>
1: uh, but yeah, it also it also expands into being. About class and uh, the the intersection of art and politics, and how um, kind of the kind of indirect way they can influence each other. Um, but I'll, <laughs> I'll 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 tie it up there. It's "When We Lost Our Heads" by Heather O'Neill, and it's excellent.
0: All right, uh, I'm going to recommend an album. I'm going to recommend "Running as Fast as I Can" by William Crooks. Uh, this album is. I've been I've been working on my my albums of the year list. I meant to have it out by the end of the year, but instead my tooth decided to try to kill me, uh, so it's it's gonna it's taking a little longer. Uh, but I feel better now and uh, running as fast as I can. I, I had to put it on there. It's not like it's very it's in interesting as an album that I would recommend because it it's not like amazingly conceptual or anything like that. It's not like super like innovative or whatever. It's just like seventeen bangers it's just 45 minutes of just back to back bangers there's not a bad track on here the production is insane uh a lot of very loud bass will crooks is uh, a good rapper and there's a lot of just really good stuff on here uh i would i would definitely recommend running as fast as i can by william crooks uh, so we're gonna stay on the theme of totally deranged early 2000s anime and watch "Fully Cooly." which I have seen and you have not. not. This is an anime about uh, puberty and getting hit in the head with a bass guitar by a, a hot lady who rides a moped. I can dig it's
1: it. It's
0: good. Uh, it's very strange. Um, yeah, it's six episodes long. It's directed by uh, Kazuya Tsuramaki and produced by Gainax and Prod- Production IG. Uh, so, Yeah. Uh, we're gonna be watching Fully Coolie. I'm so, I'm so curious. I feel like you'll, I feel like you're gonna hate this. I really, like, deep in my, <laughs> deep in my soul, I feel like you're gonna fucking hate this show. And I'm, <laughs> I, oh, no. I hope, I hope, I hope to be surprised. <laughs> oh, uh, geez. if only, if only <laughs> if for you, if only for your sake. It is only six <laughs> episodes long, yeah. fortunately. Um, but yeah, uh, it's good. Um. Yeah, I feel I feel like you, you might hate it.
1: <laughs> all right. Anyway, all right.
0: anyway uh, thanks everybody for listening. We'll be back next month. Uh,
1: where can we find you, Kat? Oh yeah, uh,
0: where, on? Alex? Where can people find you on the internet?
1: <gasps> I asked first, but fine. Uh, I am on Cohost, as I mentioned. If you want to get maybe a more uh, coherent recommendation for that book, I recommended my username there is Catalina. I am on. A mastodon catalina at selfie dot army selfie with a y and i stream on trash dot
0: cloud uh you can find me on twitter at prophet underscore goddess while that website still lives uh you can find me on co-host at prophet dash goddess you can find me on mastodon at prophet underscore goddess at skeleton dot cool you can play the video games that i've made at profit goddess at io. i've recently started making youtube videos that you can find at youtube.com slash profit goddess and you can support those on patreon at patreon.com slash profit goddess it might be patreon.com slash profit underscore goddess i think it's i think it's got the underscore um I, I firmly believe it's got the underscore i it's linked to my twitter bio so whatever uh yeah uh you can find the show on twitter uh at uh, anime is for jerks you can find the show on at and anime is for jerks you can find the show on mastodon at anime for jerks at skeleton dot cool you can email us uh, at anime for jerks at gmail dot com uh, and please do with your thoughts about this show or fully coolly or about any other show that we we've ever done uh yeah we will see you all next month and remember and remember there's nothing less important than anime see so, okay.